welcome to the Jazz Podcast. My name is Tara Minton. We have just been listening to Sweet Jasmine by Zoe Rahman. Zoe, how are you? Um, okay, thanks. Well, I'm a bit tired because I played at um, Love Supreme Festival yesterday and then had to get up to take the kids to school. So, <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag the glamorous life of being exactly. a jazz musician. Completely, yeah. Oh, it's great though. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. How old are your kids? They're six and nine. Oh, fun. I know. Fun fun for them. And um, yeah, hard work for me. <laughs> I think. I know, it's cool though. They can't quite get themselves to school on their own. So late nights as a jazz musician doesn't quite fit with that. No. How was Love Supreme? Oh, Love Supreme was absolutely incredible. What an amazing venue, um, festival. The crowd were just incredible, beautiful um, audience. Really warm, responsive. They just love the music. I met a few people afterwards. Sold. Actually, I had my album with me because it's not out till seventh of July next mm-hmm. Friday. But I did take some copies with me, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was amazing. The, the um, band were phenomenal. They're all incredible musicians in their own right. So what a privilege for me to have them play my music and be on stage with them. Um, yeah, in fact, there were nine people. It was, it's an octet, but we had a special guest, um, Alex Ridout, who plays on the album. Yeah, she just happened to be over. She's based in New York at the minute, so she joined us on stage for a couple of tracks. So that was fantastic. Oh, amazing! For our listeners, can you just give them a quick overview of who you are? Well, um, well, I'm a jazz musician, composer, and I don't know what you want to know. <laughs> we play the piano. Yeah, I play the piano and um, I write music for, well, um, in this instance, for this album, which is called Colour of Sound, um, I decided to expand my lineup. My last album, this is the seventh album on my own label, been making mm-hmm. albums since 2001. Um, and my last album was a solo piano album. So for this CD, I really wanted to expand and um, I, I've got eight instruments on the album. Um and it came about really, I mean, in 2019, that kind of time I was writing music with, with, with a view to making a CD. But then obviously life events got in the way. There was a pandemic and various life things were happening that sort of prevented me finishing off the album. And in the meantime, I wrote more material and I was out of the blue um, awarded a, a sort of composition. Um, it's an Ivan Novello composition award. Um completely unexpected and at that point I thought all oh, right okay so <laughs> you know maybe my compositions deserve a sort of more of a platform so on this album it's all my own compositions there are eight eight compositions and I've arranged them for um, different lineups on the CD although we're touring as an octet um, on the album there are different lineups so Roland Sutherland on flute and alto flute uh, Byron Wallen makes an appearance on trumpet Alex Riddell on Bluebell and trumpet, and my brother Idris, who plays yeah. all kinds of instruments. On this album, he plays tenor, alto, clarinet, and um, in fact, I didn't even know he had an alto. He had it in his cupboard. I told him to take it out and dust it off <laughs> and play it. So that was great. Um, obviously, live you can't play all those three. Uh, so we've got Helena Kay touring with us, um, and then Rosie Turton plays trombone, and then uh, my trio, who I've been touring with. Uh, a while now, Gene Calderazzo on drums. I've worked with him for over 20 years now. And mm-hmm. um, Alec Dunkworth on bass. Oh, mega. What an yeah. iconic lineup. Yeah, it's really great. And also on tour, 
you know, various people are coming in at, at various points. So Tori Freestone's joining us. Um, on oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. And Mark Armstrong, trumpet player, who I've worked with many years since uh, playing with Clark Tracy's band years and years ago, more than 20 years ago, actually. So I, um, it's a really great lineup. You know, they're all great musicians, great friends. And yeah, we've just, this is our, Love Supreme is our second gig on this tour as an octet. So yeah, we've got a lot more to come around the place which is really exciting so by the 6th of september for the album launch at king's place you'll be properly burning yeah king's place in london so all the people that are on the album are going to be joining us so idris roland um byron and alex i hope you're both going to be joining us mm-hmm. crazy yeah it's all those people and then actually i'm in um edinburgh jazz and blues festival um on the 17th of july so that's actually going to be quintet and Helena, who's based in Edinburgh, is going to be there. And also Laura McDonald, who's a fantastic alto player. And I've worked with her for many years. So it's basically, I'm going around the place with a lot of musical friends and mm-hmm. having a great time <laughs> playing music. Yeah. Yes. And lots of women represented, which is just brilliant. Yeah, completely. And I, you know, I was talking in the van yesterday to Helena. And when I started out, um, there really weren't that many women that I could work with, you know, they just weren't in, in the sense that there are now, there's a lot more people coming through, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. and also I remembered back to 2000 when I was making my first album and my only made it because people weren't really making their own albums in those days, you know, record companies, you had to be on a label to, to get your music out there. Um, and a friend of mine, Will Ashhurst had written a book, um, called the DIY Guide to Making It. It's called Stuff the Music Business. And um, it was basically a book about how to make your own album and be independent. And I basically read the book and then I made an album because I was going on tour and I wanted something to sell. I wanted to have my music recorded. So, uh, And I'm still doing it on my own label all these 20-something years later. So this is my latest offering, Colour of Sound. That's the kind of self-help book that I need. Tell me again. I know. <laughs> it's called Stuff the Music Business, the, your, the DIY Guide to Making It, I think. I don't even know if it's in print anymore. I, I dug it off the shelf last night because I've been talking to Helena about it and I thought, hang on a minute, I'm sure I've got this somewhere. And they were looking through and it said exactly the same as you, all the chapters. And in fact, those days, it wasn't, there wasn't, um, you know, the internet wasn't really a thing for musicians. You know, there was no... Um, Instagram, Facebook, right. any of that stuff. And so even there were chapters in there about how to create your own <laughs> website, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's good. It's really interesting. And, um, the whole process of being an independent artist, it's really fascinating. Yeah. How long have you been running your own label? Well, 2001 is when I set it oh. up. Yeah. So this is seven, seven albums now. My first album was called The Cynic. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, various things in between. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time it's my own music there was one album called Where Rivers Meet where I went and uh, none of the music on there was my own music mm-hmm. it was all music from Bengal um, where my father's family from my father's from um, and that was just something different for me and just me just exploring that side of my my heritage yeah I love that about British jazz in particular. I mean, you know, obviously I love American jazz, but there's something really special about British jazz and the way a lot of 
Southeast Asia and European influences um, come into the music more so than in America, I find. Mm-hmm. Seems to have more of a voice here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I grew up in West Sussex. It's not exactly a melting pot of different cultures of Chichester. Um, so, you know, but I live in London and it's incredibly diverse. You know, Britain's a very welcoming place for people, um, different cultures. And musically, for me, that's just who I am. My DNA is made up of, um, yeah, <laughs> it's a mix. Put it that way. My mum's English, um, she's got um, Irish roots as well. So really my music is just a reflection of who I am as a person and my experiences in life. And so this whole album, current album, all my albums really, but this one in particular, you know, takes all those elements and it's really just um, a, a point in time, a point in my life. The tracks are about my family. So the, the Sweet Jasmine track that you played, that's for my daughter. Um and there's another track on there called Little Ones, you know, so for my my kids when they were mm. little. And other tracks are dedicated to other people. And there's a track on there called Unity. So that's just about, uh, you know, because we were apart for so long, like in the pandemic and um, people, audiences couldn't come out to gigs. And so now I think it's a really special thing when people come and they hear music live. It's really an, like an emotional Thing. And I, you know, experienced that yesterday at La Supreme very much. You know, people were really, you know, people had tears in their eyes after the gig. You know, I know I've done a good job if a few couple of people start crying. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's like, you know, you can't really feel that when you hear the music in different contexts. You know, you hear it coming through a phone speaker or a computer speaker. It's not the same. You have to be in a room physically with lots of people and also on stage. That's why I wanted uh, to have a large lineup. I want people to see how phenomenal these musicians are and there's a real need for it actually uh, you know as a creative person especially these days you do feel that um you know it's it's not as valued as other professions yeah. so I really wanted to show people that actually there is purpose there's value there's um there's a reason that music exists and artists um have a place in society um yeah one hundred percent. I was reading that that you needed your musicians to come to the depth of the emotion that you were trying to express with your music, um, and it just must have been such a joy yesterday at Love Supreme to to live that. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for me, um, just hearing my music, you know, what's going on inside my head is now finally coming out on stage. So that's one part of the music but what bring what people bring um to my music is also incredibly valuable to me um this music couldn't happen without the other uh musicians on stage you know so that's part of the whole experience and and people see that you know on each track of the album um there's a different soloist Mm -hmm. so uh, that's why I've called it colorist sound because you hear a different um sonic um textures you know throughout the the album different soloists different instrumentation and live as well each soloist got you know a couple of, yesterday it was only an hour set yesterday but everybody got a, a, a chance to do a couple of solos you know mm-hmm. so they really had a, a, an opportunity to shine and just show what music is for them um and communicate that to the audience and and it went down so really well the, the crowd really responded to each individual 
musician as well as as the collective. Yeah, it's great. Amazing. Now you have a really beautiful relationship with your brother. <laughs> and do you know that we played together in um a gig, I think December two years ago. Yeah, what did you do? He gets it everywhere. I think there's a very few musicians I know that don't know don't know him. <laughs> It was Moments Notice, curated by George Nelson. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, how did that go? He's an incredible musician. Yeah. What was he playing that night? I think Soprano. No. Maybe tenor. Maybe tenor. Yeah, a horn. A horn. Something. <laughs> he, was, he was wonderful, truly wonderful. Um, and he co-produced your record. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's got his own studio in his house, so I, I rely on him for a lot of stuff, excuse me. <clears throat> um, just because I'm an independent artist and I've never really had any consistent management or, um, you know, record label support other than it, it's me, you know, I generally do the bookings, occasionally have some help, but, you know, all of that stuff is down to me unfortunately you know that's not um really by choice that's just by how it's panned out over the years um and so Idris and my family generally are my support network you know and because he's a musician he understands how hard it is and you know and um he's always there if I need um something edited or you know just an just a, a, an opinion on the music because I trust his ears you know my partner I trust his ears completely he's a musician as well he's a drummer um so uh yeah family are very important to me especially you know you were talking earlier about being a woman in the music industry you know that has been a real um struggle for me over the past 20 years it's getting easier for women now younger women coming through which I just think is fantastic Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I wouldn't want them to go through, you know, no. what I've been through over those years. So definitely things are changing, uh, which for the better. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I have had to um, rely on strong family support. Yeah. You know, I think in a, on a, in a positive way, things are changing. And just by existing, you know, doing my music for all these years, people have a positive role model. I mean, Helena, um, they say that... You know, I know that they came to see me um, play with Courtney Pine years ago in Scotland. And so to be on stage with me, you know, that's a big deal, really, mm-hmm. just to actually connect in that way. Um, and also I like giving people a platform to perform, you know, um, even though, you know, it's uh, financially probably not the wisest idea. <laughs> uh and uh uh, you know organizationally and all that stuff when you're running around as a mum as well with two kids that's you know that's your priority yeah um but trying to tour manage and do all those things it's it's not an easy task Um, but I really want to do it the joy of giving music to people is is what it's all about so how do you write how do you create a ring around the space that you need to write that's a really really good question and um uh, you have to go really inside yourself because there's so much going on around me that I it's if you listen to all that stuff you know not just in the in the house like kids having the television on you know or like the neighbors um having building work all that stuff you know just generally the world the news um that comes through um 
you're sort of like bombarded by information, it's like information overload. So you just have to kind of cut that off somewhere and go in, inside yourself mm. and create that space internally um, and just find pockets of time. But for me, that's how it is at the moment, just finding little pockets of time where I can. And it's very, it is hard, um, especially these days with the emphasis much more on the artist to promote you know, go on social media, which is not my strong point at all in any sense. Um, it's it's something that, you know, it's a tool, it's there mm-hmm. to be used, but if you have the time to do it and obviously if you have the headspace to do it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's artists do need creative space. They need that um, time away from the world to, to see what's inside them and, and bring that out for people, you know, and that's really important and that's completely misunderstood by people you know we're not just machines we can't just create the stuff and give it to you free you download it and then don't think anything of it you know this is a real we're real human beings you know we 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 create but it takes time and it takes money and it takes energy and so for people to want us to continue because people love music Mm -hmm. you know that's great but they also like other things and other things cost money you know music costs money <laughs> to make yeah. but it's not seen and it's not appreciated so sorry I don't want to be I don't want to have a you know I don't want to moan but it's just that's a fact it's just a fact of life so and I love the support I've got great support from my audiences um they're they you know even now when people don't you know cds as a um a format it's you can actually you can see I mean your radio listeners can't see but you can see on zoom that I've got big cd collection yes the <laughs> cd so I still love that format um and I made cds rather than vinyl for this and and people are still buying them to my surprise aren't gigs yes. yesterday they, they came and they bought them because they want a physical thing to take away um, it's eco-friendly by the way it's uh sustainable hard and vegetable ink dyes so you know don't feel too guilty about buying it <laughs> I love um I love holding a CD and reading the liner notes you don't get liner notes you don't even get who are the personnel on the record from Spotify that's really important to me that it's not just a throwaway disposable thing this mm-hmm. is like effort this is real time that people have put in mm-hmm. all of the people uh, that's why I make the CD cover Julian Joseph writes, wrote some really lovely liner notes. He's a musician who supported me for years and years. You know, he's a real rock um, jazz musician, educator. In fact, he runs, um, he's got um, the Julian Joseph Jazz Academy um, in Hackney. And some of his students, quite a lot of them, were at Love Supreme, a whole gang of them. They were camping. And they came up after the gig and t- we were taking selfies and things after the gig. So we're just really excited. They, they know some of my music because I teach um, on National Youth Jazz Collective. I've taught on their summer schools and some of those musicians, you know. Um, yeah. So the thing that struck me about The Colour of Sound um, was how joyous it was. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, it, it, that's a lovely point because, you know, joy that's what it is music for me despite the hardships despite everything and then, to be honest I, I can't really go into it but yeah there was a lot of personal upheaval in the last few years for me and my family um so music was a way of just escaping from that 
and and I want audiences to be able to come and just escape the realities of their daily lives, you know, when they come and hear music and just it's a bit of escapism, taking them away from whatever it is in their life that they need to be taken away from, just for a moment, you know, and just yeah. give them pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, the world is kind of all doom and gloom and people like to dwell on that side of things as human beings, but music can bring out another side and when you think about the history of jazz in particular and the things that people went through to create this music in the first place mm-hmm. and the hope and joy that those people still managed to bring then you know I just have to continue that tradition because that for me is just really important 100% there's so much music especially coming out of the academies that is very cerebral And I think that as musicians mature and as people mature, they realise their role and the importance of doing, as you say, creating music so that people can be uplifted. Yeah, I think, and also it comes from life, you know, your life experiences. So if you have not very much life experience, then, you know, your music will reflect that. And if you have different life experiences, then that's, again, that's reflected in in the music. I was going to make another point and I forgot what it was. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. Yeah. So, um, another part of the music, uh, you know, it, um, for me, it's very much to do with dance. So, you know, the dance element of jazz, um, sometimes gets lost, you know, along the mm-hmm. way, cerebral thing that you were talking about. Um, and so tracks like Sweet Jasmine, for instance, you know, there's some kind of bouncy thing happening in you know, a dance. And I, at the moment, um, I'm actually learning to tap dance like the last few years. I know. I've been, years ago, I used to sit and play for ballet classes and tap classes and I used to watch. I've always loved tap. I just love it as an art form. And um, an opportunity came up near here. So for the last few years, I've been learning to do that, realising that I have very little... Uh, <laughs> You know, my hands work, but my feet, not so much. But, um, you know, I'm getting there. Tap is the football of dancing. <laughs> it's uh, I used to go salsa dancing once a week so I, I love dance and I'm getting there but it's the rhythm for me if I'm a sort of closet drummer I live with two drummers my son's a drummer my husband's a drummer there are drums all over the place I wish I was a drummer but I'm a piano player so at the tap is the least I can do you know to sort of like uh explore that side do you know Michelle know. Dreams yes yeah yeah, yeah. Well, my yeah. tap teacher might as well tell you yeah Ben Simmons incredible Tap dancer, um, tap teacher, anyone out there wants lessons, he's your man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this. Zoe, it's been so wonderful to talk to you. Oh, great. Thank you for having me. So the Colour of Sound is out on Friday this week. Yes, 7th of July. 7th of July. And everybody must buy tickets to um, King's Place for the 6th of September for the launch. Absolutely. That would be fantastic. There's only a few tickets in the very back of the stalls left and hopefully they're going to open up the balcony if those sell out so you better be quick it's in september we've got a couple of months but uh, yeah it'd be oh, lovely that's mega. congratulations <laughs> on being nearly sold out this far out <laughs> i was quite surprised myself but it's lovely very nice well wholly deserved i'm gonna go and buy a ticket now before i miss out <laughs> so yeah and not all on my website and on Instagram and Twitter and all those things that we do these days. Um, there is a tour poster with all the all the dates on, so we'll be all over the place. Um, please come out. 
see us. Absolutely. Thank you once again, Zoe. Thank you. Bye.